0: because you ask not so we want to ask God amen amen so let's pray Father we ask you right now in the name of Jesus we thank you Lord that you are the God of Abraham the God of Isaac the God of Jacob there is no God like unto you Lord you chose Israel they are your people Father that land is the land that you gave unto them Jerusalem Father Lord is the city of a great king we thank you Lord Lord that that is their land because you gave it to them by promise. So, Fathers, we lift that nation up before you. You know, Lord, as you look down, Father, that there are intruders, those, Father, who have came to murder, Lord, to steal, to destroy. Father, and you know all that is going on. We ask you right now, Father, in Jesus' name, Lord, that you'll stretch forth your hand from heaven and bring a mighty deliverance, Father, for the nation of Israel. Father, in this 50-year anniversary of Yom Kippur, Father, in that six-day war, Lord, you moved supernaturally on their behalf. We're asking you to show yourself again, your power again, your might again, Lord. And Father, we pray that you, Lord, will stretch forth your hand and bring annihilation, Father, to these terrorists. Father, the Hezbollah, the Hamas, Father, the Al-Qaeda, ISIS, whoever that it might be. God in heaven, that you will evict them. Lord, that they will find them and that, Lord, that they will be done away with in Jesus' name. Father, we ask, Lord God, that you would stand and arise. Release your warring host in Jesus' name. Oh, fathers, we call upon your great name. Lord, we look to you for that help, for that safety, God, for that rescue. For, Lord, you gave them promise through your word. Lord, you said if they would call upon your name, Father, that you would move. So, Father, as we're your people, Father, under Christ who is our head, we pray for our our brothers and sisters that are there in Israel and ask you, God, to give a great deliverance by your mighty hand. Father, we believe for that tonight. We speak the peace of God over Jerusalem in the name of Jesus. Lord, over your people, your protection. Father God, that you, Lord, would just move in a mighty way. Lord, we thank you for that tonight, God, because you're the only one who can. And we pray, God, that you'll give precision, Father God, to that strike force of Israel. Father God, that, Lord, that your, your arrows never miss. And, Father, we thank you right now that we believe that your kingdom has come and your will is being done, Lord, in earth as it is in heaven there, and we give you thanks and praise for it. We ask you to touch this nation. Father, we pray, have mercy upon America. We pray, Father God, that, Lord, that you would forgive every sin. Father, we ask in the name of Jesus, Lord, that you would stay the hand of the enemy, the adversary, Father God, through your great mercy toward us, Lord, we thank you, God, for your goodness and love. We recognize it, Lord, and understand, Father God, that it's by your mercy and mercy alone, Father God, that we're kept safe and protected, Lord. So, Father, we ask you in Jesus' name, Father God, to to expose and reveal any work of the enemy or a terrorist in this nation. Father God, by revelation, let it be made known. Protect your people. Keep them safe, O God. Father, in the name of Jesus, and we pray, Father, that, Lord, what's necessary to stir the hearts of our leaders in Washington, D.C., and across this nation, Father God, with every governor, every mayor, every leader, Father, that there would be a stirring and an awakening. Oh, Father, in Jesus' name. Lord eradicate this enemy in the name of Jesus and Father we just pray for revival we pray Father God for an outpouring of your spirit we pray Father Lord that Lord that every heart would be turned toward you Father God, every person that's been blinded by the devil, every person that's been, uh, uh, Father, deceived, we pray that they will come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. We thank you for that tonight, God, and believe it in Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said amen. 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 You can be seated tonight. I want the ushers to come. As they're coming, I have a few announcements that I need to make. Uh, This coming Sunday evening at 6 o'clock, we want to have a leaders meeting with all the leaders. And I also want to remind you, um, you know, the Thanksgiving meal on November the 5th, the sign-up sheet is in the back, and then the Perry Stone meeting coming up on the 29th, I mean, 28th and 29th, um, 7 o'clock on that Saturday evening, and then 6 o'clock on that Sunday evening, and then 10.30 Sunday morning. And so let's really... Uh, pray for God to just have his way in those meetings and I believe that he will amen um, also um, uh, I think Deborah want me to thank everybody for those who prayed for Wilbert he went in hospital this morning and he's been there all day long and so we believe God and prayed and so uh, no broke bones praise God no broke bones praise God and uh, no blood clots Praise God. Amen. That's what we prayed for. And that he would get to come home, and he's coming home. Praise God. They gave him some antibiotics and, and told him he could go home. So uh, God answered all the prayers, and so we appreciate everybody praying. And it uh, been a long day uh, for, for for him and all, all of us. Amen. Amen. Well, hallelujah. <laughs> we're going to give tonight. Somebody said we're going to give now. Amen. So, Father, we thank you for the opportunity to give. We sow it tonight in the name of Jesus and give you praise that you meet our every need. And everybody said amen. Amen. Let's worship the Lord tonight in our giving. Let's turn to Proverbs chapter number four tonight, and this will be part two of the building blocks of faith. Building blocks of faith. Proverbs chapter 20, I mean chapter four, excuse me. Verse 20, starting there. My son, attend to my words. My son, attend to my words. Attend, attend. Everybody say, attend. That's what you're doing tonight, which a lot of people chose not to attend. Amen. Pay attention. Somebody say, pay attention. Pay attention. Attend to my words. Incline thine ear unto my sayings. How many knows God doesn't waste his breath? Amen. Listen to what he says right here. And remember, we're talking about building blocks of faith because your words words frame your world. Where you're living at right now is a result of what you say because out of the abundance of your heart, your mouth speaks. Amen. Amen. This is very important, especially right now with all this happening in the world and concerning Israel, and uh, not just say the world's going to hell in a handbasket, but to believe God that he's pouring out his spirit in Jesus' name. And so in Proverbs chapter 4, my son or my daughter, attend to my words. Attend to my words. Pay attention to my words. Get in the presence of my word. Incline thine ear unto my sayings look at somebody say open your ears like I say if on truckers you just say turn your ears on or do you have your ears on alright so incline thine ear incline thine ear tune it in verse 21 alright so what does he say about his words let them let them not depart from thine eyes let them not depart from thine eyes everybody you got a Bible you're supposed to amen look at the word you're going to need it you're going to need it in the days to come people fall apart if they're not in this blame God for this blame God for that God why didn't you do this and God why didn't you do that but they don't understand they have a part Incline your ear, attend to my words. Let them not depart from thine eyes. Keep them in the midst of thine heart. Keep them in the midst of thy heart. For they are life unto those that find them and health to all their flesh. Did you get that? Life to those who find them, life, life. This Bible, somebody say this word of God, this word of God has the power to set you free, has the power to heal you, has the power to to bring whatever you need into your life. This word right here, this word, by this word. Somebody say by this word, this Bible, this holy book. Not the Quran. amen. Not the watchtower. The Bible. Somebody say, The Bible. The Bible. The Bible. So listen to what he says. They are life to those that find them. They are life to those that what? Find them. You got to find them. So then what does that say? Jesus says, Search the scriptures, for in these you think that you have eternal life. And these are they which testify of me. Amen. He said, You got to search it. Search it. Get in there and look for it. Find it. Find it. Find it. Somebody say, find it. For they are life to those that find them. Life to those that find them. So if, if you need life, you've got to do what? Search for it and find it. Amen? If you need God to move in your life, in, in your finances, in your family, in your, in your physical body, wherever, search this word. Find the promise because God cannot lie. Somebody say, God cannot lie. This is what he says. All right? Their health to all thy flesh. That word health means medicine. It's medicine. It's like a medicine. Somebody say medicine. You go to the physician, and the physician gives you a prescription, and we call that medicine. Amen? And so you take it religiously, as they say. You do exactly what it says. I'm going to take this three times a day. I like what Charles Capp says. He says, you got to take your gospel pills. Everybody say gospel. Amen. Gospels are good news. Amen. You think about what you do. You take the time to get your old sick carcass up, take, drive it down the road. You don't feel like it. You go sit in an office, and then you go in there, and the man says, well, what's wrong with you? Well, that's what you went to him for. I said, that's what you went to him for. See, why don't we go to the great physician first and say, Jesus, heal me, and I shall be healed. Save me, and I shall be saved. Amen. He always answers our prayer. Somebody say, praise God. Praise God. Listen to this. This is what he's saying here in Proverbs chapter number four. Listen to what he says. Keep them in the midst of your heart, for out of them are the issues of life. Keep thy heart with all diligence, All right, so where are we to keep these promises, this this word at, this this medicine at? In your heart, in the medicine cabinet. (laughs) Somebody say, in my heart. In the medicine cabinet, amen. Got to be able to go into your heart. out 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 of a man's treasure, out of a man's heart, he brings forth good treasure. Believe me, you want to be able to go into your heart and get the medicine. David said, thy word have I hid in my heart that... I might not sin against thee. Well, thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not get sick. Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not live in poverty. Thy word have I I hid in my heart that I might not be depressed, and oppressed, and beat up by a devil. Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might walk in freedom and liberty. Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not do stupid stuff because people do dumb stuff. I'll say that again. I said, people do dumb stuff, stupid stuff, crazy stuff. Amen. And then blame God for it. I'm like, ignorant? Go look in the mirror. Amen. I think, well, i got to move on here. (laughs) Now listen to what he's saying. Listen to what he's saying. Keep thy heart with all diligence. What does diligence mean? what say that again care Care. amen who's got a different translation in your Bible what does it say keep your heart with all diligence determination Determination. good judgment judgment. amen man you got to be astute when it comes to the word of God not stuporous but astute somebody say amen intelligent all right for out of it your heart flow the issues of life issues everybody say emmy's ever had an issue I mean he's got an issue I didn't say a tissue I said you might need a tissue before I get through (laughs) but I'm saying an issue (laughs) amen (laughs) you probably will need a tissue in a few minutes For out of your heart, this thing where I'm supposed to keep the word of God, not letting it depart from my eyes, but putting it inside my heart right here, it's it's producing health and life on the inside of me. Sozo, we talked about that last week. Remember that word saved? Sozo, abundant life? Uh, If I don't know what I have, I need to search the scripture and find out. You can live in ignorance all your life. You can die and go to heaven and be just as dumb as the day is long and go through hell and everything else that God never intended for you to go through and that's where all this stupid philosophy comes from. Well, it was God's will. I hear some of the most ignorant stuff come out of people's mouth and I'm sitting there just screaming on the inside because it wouldn't do any good to say anything because you answer a fool according to his folly. Y'all looking at me mighty strange. Amen. You know, Brother Hagin, when people came up to him and said stupid things, he just turned around and walked off. He just looking at him and just say <laughs> Amen. Somebody say Amen. Amen, walls. <laughs> amen, walls. <laughs> listen here. See, the angels are just praising God right now. Hallelujah. Listen, listen. Keep your heart with all diligence. Keep your heart with all diligence because out of it, out of it, out of your heart flow the issues of life. Issues of life. Flow the issues of life. Listen to what he says. Put away from you the froward mouth and perverse lips put far from you. Let thine eyes look right on. Anything perverse is, what he's talking about perverseness is anything that you're saying outside of this book. Amen? What did he say? Put perverse lips. Put perverse lips. Put perverse lips far from you. Put them far from you and let your eyes look right on the word. Keep your eye on the Word. See, he's telling you that it doesn't take but just one split second for the enemy to come in and put something else in this head. He wants to sneak it down in your heart. Amen. Crazy stuff. Somebody say crazy stuff. Well, if God wanted me rich, he would have gave me money. Diligence is how you get rich. You got to stay with it. Stay after it. Believe God and want it for the right reasons. Somebody say amen. Amen. Listen, let your eyes look right on because the enemy, your adversary, he's looking for an opportune time to come in, right? It's exactly right. There's missiles coming from every direction, every direction, every direction. And you got philosophy and people says, well, look, you know, if, 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 if God wanted this, if God wanted that, if God, they've never read the Bible, they haven't got enough sense to even know what God said. Quit presuming it. Let your perverse mouth be shut. Amen, amen. I'm gonna tell you, it grieves the Holy Spirit when, when when he hears that stuff. Listen, let your eyes look right on, and then let thine eyelids look straight, look straight before thee. Whew. My goodness, ponder the path of your feet. Say, what am I? If I, what am if is what I'm doing working for me? If not, I need to change something. <laughs> amen. That's why when you tithe, see, you're considered a priest to God. You're kings and priests unto God. In the old covenant, the priest would receive the tithe, and he would say blessing over it, okay? So what you do is when you take your tithe, and when you tithe, you speak the word of God over it when you give it. You say, Father, I thank you that your word declares to me that when I tithe, you rebuke the devourer for my sake. And I want you devourer to know that you have no part in my life and no right on my property in Jesus' name. You are a devourer, and I rebuke you in Jesus' name. That is seed eater. Seed eater. Amen. That's important to know. Somebody said it's important to know. Amen. So listen to what he said. Ponder the path of your feet. Ponder the path of your feet. All right. Uh. I don't have any friends. Well, are you friendly? You old sourpuss. <laughs> I'd rather kiss a mule and shake your hand. Otis. <laughs> Amen. I mean, think, ponder, ponder the path of your feet. Well, I don't have any friends. Are you friendly? Well, because the book of Proverbs says to have friends you must show yourself friendly. Amen. Amen. Listen how quiet it is. Say, <laughs> so you got to be friendly. Say, so you got to be friendly. Better be friendly. Go up and say somebody, something, and they go, they're going to say, back to you, hallelujah. <clears throat> back at you, sevenfold, back at you, sevenfold. Glory to God. Listen, and let all thy ways be established. Ponder the foot of your path and let all your ways be established. In other words, God's saying, think before you speak, so you won't put your foot in your mouth or shoot yourself in the foot before you get started on this path. Amen? This is important. I got to consider my actions, I got to consider what I'm doing. And I gotta behave myself because I gotta say, if what I do right now, is it gonna affect me tomorrow, next week, next year, because people make decisions and they don't understand the ripple effect of life. What you decide today could kill your, kill your kid 10 years down the road. What you say today, the decision that you make right now, what you do right now can affect you 25 years from now. And this is what God is saying. He said, look, let your way be established. But what did he tell you? He told you at the beginning of this, he said, number one, attend to my word. Because if you attend to my word, you will ponder the path of your foot and you will understand that you're going your, to order your footsteps in my direction and you're going to do it according to my word so that you know, so that no enemy is going to creep up on you, come against you, get at you because you're in the word. Amen. Now, I'll be the first to tell you that in spite of what you, in spite of you speaking the word, doesn't mean that you're exempt from attack because your enemy is going to come. He's going to try you. He's going to try to get in. He's going to try to, you know, God, why did that happen? God, why did this take place? God, all this stuff. Said, well, number one, we won't figure that out till you get to heaven, probably. He may tell you on this side. It's better to just keep moving forward. Listen to what he says. He said, "And let." all your ways be established. Let all thy ways be established. Let all thy ways. What? Paul said be established in the present truth. You want to be established in the truth. Somebody say the truth. Everybody say, say the truth. Say I will know the truth. What's his name? Jesus. I will know the truth. Jesus says I am the truth. I will know the truth. I will know Jesus. I will know the truth and the truth will make me free. Amen. See, if I don't know the truth, then I will believe a lie. Amen. See, we ain't even got into this yet. This is just the scripture. <laughs> Somebody says, it's just the scripture. All right. Turn not to the right, nor to the left. And then, what God told Joshua and Moses. They said obey this word because when you meditate my word both day and night, then you'll have a good success. We want to be successful. Somebody say, I want a success. I want success. I want, my, I want to be so transformed in my mind according to Romans, Romans chapter 12. I want to be so transformed by the word of God that I don't ex- I'm not expecting the enemy to do something. I'm expecting to be overtaken by blessing. Yes, in the process, my enemy may show up, but that's not my main focus. The God thoughts have got to outweigh the devil thoughts in my life because until the God thoughts outweigh the devil thoughts, I'm going to have demonic things come against me, and I'm not going to understand that all i got to do is go, Boo! And the devil has to flee in Jesus' name. Amen. We'll get to that hopefully here in a few minutes, and I'll show you in the book of James in the book of James. All right, listen to what he says. Turn out to the right or to the left hand. Remove thy foot from evil. Everybody pick your foot up. Put it over. <laughs> Say, I'm taking, I'm removing my foot from evil. Amen. Amen. He's telling you, make sure you stay on that straight and narrow path. Amen. See, before, before success comes into your life, before blessing can really come the way God wants to bless you, you do get tested and tried. You get tested. God wants to know that you're going to have the capacity to handle what he's going to do for you. Amen? Amen. Uh, you know, I don't I don't think anybody in here would give a little kid a 357. Amen. Or put him in the seat of a vehicle and say, I'll see you later. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Why? Because you know they're not ready for that. Somebody say amen. Amen. So when we're talking about building blocks, this is one of the main things that you got to look at It's what he's talking about here in Proverbs chapter number 4 because one of the first things that we think about when he says it's health and healing to all your flesh, it's health to all your flesh, he's talking about your mind, your mental state of being. He's talking about your, your soul. He's talking about your body. He's talking about every part of you, but that that causes things to spill over into your natural life. Amen. Somebody say, I want to be blessed. This is one of the keys of life right here. You ought to write this down. See, if I put God's kingdom first, he promised me everything else would come, to my, come my way. Every other blessing would follow me. He said his blessing would chase me down and overtake me. The blessing of the Lord makes rich and adds no sorrow. That's what he says. That's what he says in his word, okay? Now, <clears throat> and so what happens so often in life, you know, when we, when we start living life, when we talk about these building blocks, is that we get away from the Word and don't read it every day. I need it every day. Some people eat breakfast religiously. I want my bacon and eggs. I want my bowl of cereal. I want my bagel. I want my cinnamon roll. I want my donut, my maple bacon donut. Amen. I went by the back side of that your the honeypot today and saw that donut thing sitting out there and I said, Man, somebody loves those maple donuts. They won't let that, that trailer go nowhere. <laughs> maple donuts. Maple bacon donuts. Makes you want one, don't it? Must have had a cup of coffee right now and a maple bacon donut. But some, you know, what I'm getting at is because that satisfies them. They eat. Some people eat lunch religiously. They eat breakfast and lunch and supper because there's an alarm that goes off on the inside. See, God wants the word to be like that in our life that we have that we're on the diet of the word. And like, man, I've got to have my breakfast. I got to have my lunch. I got to have my dinner. I've got to have my 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 nighttime snack. Somebody say, Amen. This is what Proverbs chapter number. Uh, uh, Chapter number 18, verse number 20 and 22 says, a man's belly, everybody say a man's belly, amen. I don't know why I didn't say a woman's belly. <laughs> a man's belly shall be satisfied by the fruit of his what? Mouth. By the fruit of his mouth. A man's belly shall be satisfied by the fruit of his mouth and with the increase of his lips shall he be filled He's talking about your ability to speak God's Word and apply it in your life. You hear me? Proverbs chapter number 18, a man's belly. That word's belly means spirit. It's your innermost being. He's not talking about you eating food and it going in your stomach. He's talking about you eating spiritual food and it going in your spirit. That's your belly. Amen? Say, my belly is my spirit. It's my spirit. Listen to what he says in verse 21. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Remember, that was our scripture text last week. And they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. Those that love life or death, life or death are in the power of the tongue. Those who love it, those who love it, well, I don't like death. Do you? I love life. And so I'm going to be satisfied with life. Psalm 91, if you get to the end of that thing, he said, with long life, he will satisfy you and show you his salvation. Amen. Remember, that's the word soteria. We talked about how that was safety and perseverance and how that that it was blessing and, and health and all the different things, prosperity. All of those things come through our salvation. Listen to what he says right here. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. God's trying to get across to us. He tells us, he said, choose life that you may live. And so he tells us that, you know, you don't like death. Nobody likes death. Amen. Death and life are in the power of your tongue. Death and life are in the power of my tongue. Death and life are in the power of my tongue. If I could just get that to stay here. Are, are you listening? Hmm? Listen, listen, listen. Okay. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it shall eat the fruit thereof. I love life. I love life. Somebody say, I love life. I love life. I love life. I love life. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to make sure that I'm speaking life. I'm speaking life. Amen. Amen. Not death. Somebody say, not death. Not death. They that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. Ponder the path of your feet. It's where you're talking yourself into going going to bring death. Hmm? Listen. See, the Bible says the heart's deceitful above all things and who can know it? Only God. He said, guard your heart above all things for out of it flow the issues of life. And this is what we do. We begin to say things and next thing we know we've convinced ourselves to do something stupid. I think I'm going. I believe I will. I think I might. We don't understand it, but those words are releases. And they put our foot on the path that God doesn't intend. That's why he said, Let your yea be yea and your nay be nay. He said, Because anything that comes further than that's evil. He said, You should say, If the Lord wills. In other words, Paul's, it's like in Paul's life, you know, he says, I've learned to be content in whatsoever state I'm in. He said, Father, I might not like, I may not like some of this stuff. He said, but I understand one thing. It could be worse. Yes, it can be better, and I believe that that's where you're taking me to is better. Somebody say better. Amen. God has taken me to better. Death and life are in the power of the tongue of those who love it to eat the fruit thereof. All right? Now. Building blocks. Everybody say building blocks. I have to be established in what I'm saying right now. I want to understand that when I say something and when I release words or when I, uh, you know, the enemy uh, comes and tries to interject some kind of thinking into me that's not from God, that if I begin to say I think or uh, I might or um, I wonder if I, you know, because God's not like that. God's solid. Somebody say God is solid. He's a builder. Somebody say he's a builder. And he's into building our lives. He wants us to be solidly founded on the word. Somebody say the word. Well, if we're founded on the word, we won't get in trouble. Amen. <clears throat> we will not get in trouble. Now, all right. So, I want to be established in the word. I want to be established in the word. Listen to what I'm going to tell you Hebrews 11 and 6. Without faith, it is impossible. Without faith, it is impossible. Without faith, it is impossible to do what? Please God. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. That's that word diligence again. You got to diligently seek God. I can't be moved by a feeling or by a thought or by anything in life. I can't be moved by stuff because, listen, stuff, if if a devil finds out he can move you by stuff, man, he's going to move in with you. And he's going to say, thank you for letting me live in this back room. Thank you for letting me sleep on your couch. Thank you for letting me ride in your car. Then you ought to stop your car and catch, get out of here, devil, right now in Jesus' name. I don't care what people think you ride up and down the road. I've gotten out of my car before and walked around and shouting and praising God just because of the presence of the Lord that was in the car. I said, I can't stand no more of this. Get out and start praising him. Hallelujah. And I've rolled down the window sometimes and said, get out of here, devil. I am not putting up with that. That did not come from God because he's a hitchhiker and he'll get on board if he can. Say, you have to tell him in Jesus' name. But how did I get that? I learned it from this. I learned it from that. Instead of sitting around milling around on some kind of thing that happened to fly into my car and put some kind of a weird thought in my mind. I'm, not, I'm just not going to ride around and attend to that. I'm going to attend to the word. Somebody say amen. Somebody say that's good stuff. It's a building block. God built my life that I would know better than allow that thing to ride with me or hitchhike with me or become a part of my life. I said, no, you get out of here in Jesus' name. I resist that. Resist the devil and he shall flee from you, James 5 and 7. Is that what it says? First Peter 5 and 8 tells you the same thing. Whom resists steadfast in the faith. You evict him. Run him out. Stop the car and show him that you mean business. If a police ride up and say, what are you doing? I say, I'm sending the devil up the road. <laughs> Amen. Amen. See, you need to be the kind of person that's just unembarrassed. Unembarrassed. Somebody say praise God. Uh Uh-huh. You see, one has to have faith to please God. You can't get saved without faith. you got to have faith to be born again. Aren't you glad God gave man the measure of faith to get born again? He gave us the measure of faith. He did. But some people refuse to use it. All right, Romans chapter 10. I want us to look at this verse because we're going to go through this right here for a few moments and then we're going to hit something heavy. All right, Romans chapter 10, verse 9. If thou shalt confess with thy mouth, if thou shalt say it with your mouth. Right. All right, when you confess something, that means you're revealing something that's in your heart. Right. Amen. I said, when you confess something, you are revealing something that's in your heart. Whether well, this, is good or bad, you just go to somebody and say, I want to tell you this. Or you go to God, you confess something. Listen to what God says. If you will confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shall believe. All right, so it's more to it than making a confession and will believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. You will be sozoed. Delivered. Set free. If you will confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, confess that Jesus is your Lord, he's your Savior, he is God, and shall believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead. If you go to Jerusalem, there's an empty tomb there. Amen. You go to Muhammad's, I've seen it. He's there. The body, the dead carcass, the bones. Ain't no bones in Jesus' grave. Mm -mm. Jesus' tomb is empty. All right? Believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. So you've got to do some believing right here. Somebody say believing. Believing. All right, well, if I believe Proverbs chapter number 4, I'm going to attend to the Word of God. If I believe that I confess my sin, if I believe that I confess Jesus as Lord, if I believe that God raised Him from the dead, and I confess that, and I'm saved, then I'm going to go the extra. I'm going to go the extra part, and I'm going to believe that if I attend to His Word, uh-huh. I'm going to believe if I ponder His Word, if I keep His Word hid in my heart, that if I walk in His path, that if I get myself established in His Word, I'm if I I'm going to believe that too. Somebody say Amen. Man, this thing works if you work it. The word works if you'll work. The word is what I'm getting at, okay? All right. So let's look at the rest of this, all right? Let's look at verse number. We're going to back up now. We're going to read verse number eight, all right? But what says it? The word is nigh you, even in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. All right. He's quoting from the old covenant. That's for all these great people out there to say the the law's been done away with. And they're so ignorant that they don't understand Jesus fulfilled, filled full the law. No, they're not going to stone you. They're not going to kill you. Praise God. Hallelujah for that. Amen. The handwritings and the ordinances were against you. He'd done away. But you listen. Every promise that's in that old covenant is what Paul preached and what Jesus preached and what Peter preached. That word is what we're reading right here. All right? But what says it? The word is nigh you, even in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith which we preach, okay? That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. All right? So I'm telling you, and what God is telling you tonight is this, that if if you confess Jesus and you believe in your heart that he's been raised from the dead, you'll be saved because with your heart, say right in here, i got to keep my heart. i got to keep my heart. Because, listen, it doesn't matter much about how much hell people go through and what happens to people in life. You know, they'll die wheezing for their last breath. And, you know, even though they've quit believing everything else, they're not going to let go of that salvation. Well, why let the devil beat the hell out of you Whenever you can have all this other stuff too and just want to hang on to the promise, I believe that God raised him from the dead. Why did he raise him from the dead? So that you could have abundant life. Somebody say abundant life. we just talking about not just eternal life, but abundant life. Abundant life. I, don't, I, I praise God I'm born again and I'm going to heaven and I know that. But I really praise God to know that I don't have to live in abject poverty. I don't have to put up with demons. I don't have to put up with junk. Come on. And I can pray and change the atmosphere. I can pray and change my nation. I can pray for Israel and God can do something. That's because I believe. Amen. That's what he's getting at. He said, you're my agent in the earth. And he said, the, he said the cardinal foundational thing of this is that if you believe it, you're going to say it. That's, right. That's why I get emotional. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, my God, I believe that. I believe it. Somebody say, I believe it. I believe it. I believe it. I believe it. I believe what old Roberts used to say. Something good is going to happen for you. God has a miracle for you. And God does have a miracle for me. It's not because old Robert said it. It's because God said it something good is going to happen to me because this blessing's looking me up and it's going to overtake me. Somebody say hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Now listen, listen. For with the heart man believes in the righteous, with the mouth confession is made into salvation. 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 The made into salvation. The made into salvation. I say it and guess what happens? It brings salvation, deliverance, prosperity, healing. It preserves me. It produces life and energy and vigor inside of me. It destroys the works of the devil. Somebody say hallelujah. Hallelujah. Acts 10, 38. I get exactly what Jesus did for me right there. Somebody say amen. But I've got to say it. I have to say it until my dumb old head changes its mind. Amen. I got to get it down here. Somebody say I got to get it from here to here, from here to here, from here to here. Because if I get it in here, it's gonna come out here. Yes, yes, yes. Amen. Yes. This is the way a lot of people live. Here out, here out, and sometimes it don't even go here; it just comes out. <laughs> Amen. Say, ah, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Uh, your brain's in neutral and your mouth's in gear. Is that true? Yes, we say dumb stuff all the time. You need to slap your hand in your mouth and say, wait a minute. What did I say that for? Amen. But see, these are foundational things. Mountains only move when you get convinced of it. I said mountains are only going to move when you are convinced of it. Amen. You remember? Last, it was a little over a year ago, and the, I told you said the Lord stirred me. He said, you let go of your confession about this road going over this mountain. And I got back on my confession. I said, Father, I thank you right now. Forgive me for not confessing this. I said, because they're holding funds and not wanting to move on this, but I say in the name of Jesus right now. Father, that the congressmen are going to move. They're going to they have the funds. They're going to get on this. They're not going to talk about it anymore. They're going, to, they're going to bring their trucks and their bulldozers and whatever they need to do, and they're going to move that mountain and put that road over it because that has to do with what you want to do for revival. Amen. And I thank you for that hotel that's coming, not renovation of another building. I'm talking about one that comes and it's brand spanking new. And they might not like it, but serves a Continental breakfast. The guy might drive a Lincoln Continental too. I don't care. Somebody say, thank you, Father, for that hotel. Thank you for the hotel. I got Perry Stone staying in Mount Airy because it's a race weekend. I don't want him staying in Mount Airy. Amen. But see, what I'm telling you is this. You have not because you say not. Are you listening to this? Listen. Oh my God. I got so many stories I could tell right here just to just to get on this. hmm Somebody say confession is made to salvation. 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 Made to salvation because with my heart, if I really believe it. Unto righteousness, which is right standing with God, it also means the rightness of God in your spirit because once God moves in you and in your spirit, once he's on the inside, your thinking changes. Yeah. Somebody said, I don't believe that. Okay, how come it is that when you saved, you quit living like a devil? Because somebody moved in you and kicked the devil out. You were born again. Remember we went on that, we harped on that, and we talked about if any man be in crisis, a new creation, old things are passed away, behold, all things become new. Remember that? But see, this thing about confession, see, that highway has to come in. I don't give a holy who the president is, who the governor is, or anybody else. We have to have that. And we don't only have to have that, but we got to have some restaurants. And we have to have hotels. You have to. Somebody say you have to. Well that means that you know that there's gonna be op- we're gonna grow and, and everything's gonna change. Honey, it's already changed. It's already changed. Amen. And to so tell you more than that, you need industry to come in here where young people will stay and have a good-paying job. You need you need something like that would buy the farm down here like some kind of a automobile industry or some technology industry that would move in and pay $35 an hour for people down here to work instead of people up north getting it all. What's wrong with Southerners having it? <laughs> Amen. I'm just telling you. It ain't going to happen if you live in a state of poverty and think poverty. Come on. All right. Now listen. For the scripture saith, Whosoever believes on him shall not be ashamed. Right. There's a lot to that statement. Mm-hmm. For there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek, and you know, the same Lord overall is rich unto all that call upon him. Yeah. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved, delivered. Somebody say, Amen. Yeah. Now I want to show you something right here because this is really important to where I want to go tonight. Yeah. All right. Because at the end of this, he's talking about, he's talking about confession. Everybody says he's talking about confession, confession in this scripture text that we're reading right now. Listen to what he says. Verse number um, 14. How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? I'm going to say it one more time. See, so we think this is for we're talking about sinners. We think it's just just for sinners. Listen, how then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? See, if you don't believe, you ain't gonna call on him. You'll never confess it. You'll never talk about it. You'll never dream it. You'll never think it. Amen. See, I'm trying to get you stirred up. That's what I'm doing. Listen to what it says right here. All right. How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him Of whom they have not heard, and how shall they hear without a preacher? So the preacher's up telling you. Amen? And how shall they preach except they be sent? And I know I'm sent. As it is written, how beautiful are the feet. I mean, this is some nice looking boots here. How beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of good peace and bring glad tidings of good things. Let me say that one more time. You did not hear what he just said. That preach the gospel of peace, nothing missing, nothing broken, tranquility, and bring glad tidings of good things. But they have not all obeyed the gospel. For Isaiah saith, Lord, who's believed our report? So then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. See, there were people here that rejected the good news. Amen. I ain't got time to go there, but faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. Now I want you to go to James chapter number three. We're going to look at something. You're going to see this in a different light. James chapter three. Still talking about confession building blocks. Confession is the way you build. It's the way you build. Okay? All right, you got to have a preacher to tell you. The preacher's talking to you. James chapter 3, verse number 6. Listen to what he says. And the tongue is a fire. Comma. Let's just stop right there. And the tongue is a fire. Because all we think about when we hear that is what he says next. A world of iniquity so is the tongue among our members that it defiles the whole body and sets on fire the course of nature and it is set on fire of hell. But listen to what he says next. For every kind of beast and birds and serpents of things in the sea is tamed, man's tamed, and hath been tamed of mankind, but the tongue can no man tame. It's an unruly evil. James is trying to open her eyes to something here. Now listen. Full of deadly poison. Therefore bless we God, even the Father. Therewith curse we men, which are made after the similitude of God. Verse number 10. Out of the same mouth proceeds blessing. Oh whoa, whoa, wait a minute. All right, now he's done totally said something here different. He's been talking about your mouth is full of hell and corruption and all this stuff. And then he comes right here and says, all right. He said, because out of your same mouth proceeds blessing and cursing. My brother, these things ought not to be. That's right. Does a fountain send forth at the same time sweet water and bitter? Ah, I got to ponder my path. Oh, you ain't seen nothing yet. <laughs> i got to ponder my path. Wait a minute. I've been saying the wrong stuff here. I've been letting my tongue set the fires of hell. Hell coming into my life. Hell ravaging my life. Hell ravaging my mind, my body, my family, my friends, my relationships, my job, everything. Come on. God did not put you here to have a tongue that's called hell. Now listen. Listen to what he says. Can the fig tree, my brethren, bear olive berries? Can a vine figs? So no fountain both yields salt water and fresh. Who's a wise man and endued with knowledge among you? Let him show out of good conversation his works with meekness of wisdom. But if you have bitter, envying, and strife in your heart, uh-oh, that's the thing we're supposed to guard. That's my medicine cabinet. That's where I'm supposed to be equipped. I'm supposed to guard it with everything within me, with all diligence. Mm-hmm. See, this stuff will keep you out of trouble. Now listen, Gl- uh, 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 strife in your hearts, glory not, and lie not against the truth. God said, don't you lie against the truth. I'm believing in you. this wisdom descends not from above but is earthly and sensual and devilish for where infinite strife is there's confusion in every evil work but the wisdom that is from above is, far, is first pure then peaceable, gentle and easy to be entreated full of mercy and good fruits without partiality and without hypocrisy and the fruit of righteousness is sown in peace of them that make peace so how do I sow? I sow with my tongue alright alright I gotta have something in my heart what I want, I want this in my heart. Somebody say, "I got to have the word in my heart." I want to be so full of this, you squeeze me, word comes out. Amen. Somebody say, "The word, word, the word, the word, the word, the word, the word, with the tongue." On the day of Pentecost, there came a sound from heaven, as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the house where everybody was sitting, and there appeared up to them cloven tongues like as a fire and it sat upon them now where'd that tongue come from heaven it's a tongue of what fire everybody say fire I've got fire in my mouth that will consume my adversary when I speak the word of God. Not strife, not iniquity, not confusion, not envy, not murder. You're not listening. Got quiet again. Now listen, man, this is exciting. Because when the fire fell and got in their mouth on the day of Pentecost, it took that tongue and tamed it. Because God baptized my tongue. Somebody say, Hallelujah. He baptized my tongue with fire. With the Holy Ghost fire. He baptized my tongue. Kadamashiah. I have a language given me from God that's heavenly. Hell's best cryptologists have never been able to break the code when I pray in the Spirit. When I pray in the Spirit, it blazes through hell. It conquers demons. It pulls down strongholds. <clears throat> it builds up my most holy faith, Jude chapter, Jude chapter 1, which is no, is, you know, verse 20, I'll say. The fire. He's telling me, he said, look, man, they got rudders that turn these big ships. They control these animals by a condition response. He said, but you've been baptized in the Holy Ghost and fire, and he controls your tongue if you ponder your path. Be careful, little tongue, what you say. Be careful, little ears, what you hear. Be careful, little eyes, what you see. Amen. Listen to that. My God. Man, oh man. And so, when we pray in the Holy Ghost, i was still trying to get people last night praying in the Spirit. I said, quit listening to the music. Don't be led by the music. Be led by what's in here. If I could just get people to see this stuff, see, you don't change your mood because the song got slow. I get so ill at people. Like I say, my God, they're about that deep. They're just about that deep. Bless their little old religious heart. Because, the you know, it's just like, you know, he is the lion of the tribe of Judah. And then the next one's like, hmm. And everybody goes from just shut up. You cannot be controlled. Listen, your surroundings in the world are not nothing like that music. When you're praying in the Holy Ghost, you got to have a truth that you're focused on. You don't just don't run out and start going. You're beating the air. You got to have a truth to focus on. When you focus on the truth, I, I don't even hear the music it's playing. I just know it's noise. See, but at the same time, it's like on a battlefield. So when you go through basic training, and you guys that have been in the military, you know that, they use the, you know, all the sounds and the bombs and the bullets, and it's like deafening. It's deafening. Why did they do that? Because they, don't, they want your brain working when it really happens on the battlefield and they want you to get conditioned to the fact that all this stuff that's going on around you that you can focus and think. I need you to be focused right now or you're going to get killed. Amen. And so you focus on the truth and you pray in the Holy Ghost and what happens? My tongue's been baptized in fire, tongues of fire. I'm, my, I'm building up my most holy faith praying in the Holy Ghost. But see, I may not know what I'm praying, but I can pray with the understanding if, if I pray and ask God to give it to me. Amen. Somebody say hallelujah. Now listen. So how <laughs> this happens is that I got to have the word hit in my heart. Somebody say, I gotta have the word here. I gotta have the word inside of me. Now listen to this. I'm gonna give you a bunch of scriptures, okay? All right, Proverbs chapter 10 and 11, The mouth of a righteous man is a well of life. The, right, the, the mouth of a righteous man or woman, the mouth of a righteous man or woman is. A well of life, Proverbs 10 and 11. Proverbs 12 and 6. The mouth of the upright shall deliver him. Devil, you'll never, 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 never. Paul said, even though I'm in prison, I'm not bound. Why? Because he knew he could pray where he was and reach anybody in the world. That tongue of fire goes through walls of block and mortar and stone. It'll reach from here all the way to the other side of the world. Are you listening? That's Listen what he said Proverbs 12 14. A man shall be satisfied with good by the fruit of his mouth. So God's telling him, He said, Man, when you're speaking things right, He said, good things are coming your way. When you pray in the Holy Spirit, when you're praying in the Holy Spirit over your life and over, over, over what God wants to do with you, good things are coming to you. Somebody say amen. God will, God will stop the enemy many times in his plans. He will unwind the ropes. He'll unwind the bindings by you praying in the Holy Ghost being focused over, when you focus over your life. Proverbs chapter 12, verse number 18, the tongue of the wise is health. Proverbs 14, 3. The lips of the wise shall preserve him. Them, him. Proverbs 15 and 4. For a wholesome tongue is a tree of life, but perverseness therein is a breach in the spirit. Proverbs 15:4, the amplified. A gentle tongue, a gentle tongue with its healing power is a tree of life. But When you speak like a fool, it brings contrariness and breaks down your spirit. That's what God said. Listen. Proverbs fifteen two. The tongue of the wise uses knowledge aright. Is that good stuff? Amen. Proverbs sixteen twenty three the heart of the wise teaches his mouth and addeth to learning to his lips. Addeth to learning to his lips. The wise, the heart of the wise teaches his mouth. Amen. So that when you get in a situation, you know how to speak. You know how to speak to that. Amen. Remember what did uh, 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 he? What Jesus say? He said, "Take no thought what you shall say in that hour." He said because the Spirit will speak through you. Amen. He tells us that you'll have a conversation in the Word, Paul. He says that you'll have a conversation that will convince, can, can, can convince the gainsayers. You'll never be trapped. Somebody say, never be trapped. Amen. Amen. John 15, 7. This is a great one right here. If you, somebody say, if I, if I abide in Jesus and his words abide in me, I can ask what I will, and it shall be done. Let me say that again. This is a good one. If I abide in Jesus, and his words abide in me, I should ask what I will, and it shall be done for me. All right, it almost sounds like I can just ask anything I won't see, but no, that's not what he's saying. He said, if you're full of that word, you're not going to ask something stupid to begin with. You're going to ask what Jesus would say. All right, now listen. Mark eleven twenty-three. 23, this is what Jesus ties into in John 15 to 7. Whatsoever thing you he said, whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed, be thou cast into the sea, shall not doubt, shall not doubt, shall not doubt in his... Heart, shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever that he saith. Is that right? All right. Therefore I say unto you, whatever that you desire when you pray, believe that you receive it and you shall have it. That's what Jesus said. He spoke those words. All right. So we pray, we pray God's word. Amen? Mm -hmm. All right, getting ready to close. Ephesians chapter 6. That's what it says. And take the helmet of salvation. Take the helmet of right thinking. Take the helmet of right understanding. Take the helmet of salvation. Right thinking, right understanding, knowledge. Somebody say knowledge. Amen. And listen to what he says and, and, and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. He's talking about praying that Word. Pray the Word. Pray in the Word. Verse number 18, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit and watching there with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. He's talking about praying the Word. Somebody say, pray the Word. Pray the Word. So, I want to start Speaking, start speaking. Let's go ahead and stand up. I want to start speaking to my body. I want to start speaking to my finances. I want to start speaking to my children. I want to start speaking to myself. I want to start speaking to my spouse. I want to start speaking to my friends. I want to start speaking to dead things. I want to start speaking to living things. I want to start speaking to nations. I want to speak to Israel. I want to speak to the wars. I want to speak to the principalities. I want to speak to the powers. I want to speak to the rulers of the darkness of this world. I want to speak to them. I want to speak to them. The reason that we don't see God move is because it boils all the way back to the very first thing that we were in tonight is that we don't attend to the Word. The measure of our maturity is measured by what we say. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. By what we say. Out of the abundance of my heart, my mouth is going to speak. Amen. My measure of maturity is my behavior. It is my character. It's the, all of those things because that word heart, that word heart, it's... it's it, it, I know in the New Covenant, it's cardia. And I think in the Old Covenant, it's, 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 it's lead, I think is what the word is. But he's talking about the innermost part of you, the innermost part, the central part of you, your spirit man, in here, in your heart, in your heart. If I got this in here, if I keep that central in my life, then when I speak, and this is important, Because the Bible says in Revelation that the Spirit of Jesus is the Spirit of what? Prophecy. Spirit of Jesus, Spirit of prophecy. All right? There's a gift in the Bible, in the book of Corinthians, it's called the gift of prophecy. Paul said, I would that you all may prophesy. That word prophesy means to speak by divine inspiration. The way that you get divine inspiration is being full of this is that when you see the nation of Israel, when you see our nation, when you see poverty, when you see sickness, or when you see any of those things, that that inspiration rises on the inside of you. See, that's what Smith Wigglesworth had. We, we call it the spirit of faith. But he, what happened is he got energized by that because he knew that God hated it. Therefore, he hated it. It was so ingrained in him and it should be ingrained in us is that, you know, when someone is talking to us and they're talking just crazy stuff, stuff outside the word, it ought to make us want to say, shut up and let me pray for you. (laughs) Amen? They said, let's do it now. Let's pray now and take authority over that. But see, those are building blocks. And so we learn to confess the word. You know, the word is nigh thee, even in the mouth. That is the word of faith which we preach. That if thou shalt confess of thy mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved, delivered, prospered, all these things. You shall be. Somebody say, I shall be. For with the mouth confession is made unto salvation, and with the the heart man believes unto righteousness. With the mouth confession is made unto salvation. I believe it in my heart. I believe it in my heart, but God said it's not enough to just believe it in your heart. You've got to say it with your mouth. See, so you got to say it with my mouth. Say, if I believe it, I'm going to say it. We believe, therefore we speak. So we're going to say it. Somebody say, we're going to say it. Amen. So, Father, we thank you tonight for your word. I'm asking you in the name of the Lord Jesus, Father God, that you will light our tongues on fire with the glory of God. Father, not the fire of hell, but the fire of the Holy Ghost. Ha, ha, ha. My God, that Father, that you will so baptize us in the Holy Ghost fire that our tongues, Father God, all oh, will be ready. Lord, the, the, the pen of a ready writer, speaking that God that you say. Lord, oaring our words are right, Father. Attending, attending, attending. So, Father, have your way in us right now in Jesus' name. Have your way, have your way, have your way. In Jesus' name. If you're here tonight, you need prayer, I want you to come in Jesus' name. I want to pray for you. I'll tell you this tonight uh, before we're dismissed. If you need prayer, I want you to come so we can pray for you. And I'll tell this story. I was praying for a man. This had been like, oh, God, God. Uh, back in probably the late 70s. And anyway, he, he came down for the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And so... We've been down many times and prayed, so we prayed for him to receive the Holy Ghost that night, and I was seeing him laying in, he was laying in the floor, and so I prayed for him, he was lying there, and, and uh, all of a sudden, that man's tongue looked like it stood up to attention. <laughs> stood straight up in his mouth, and then he started speaking in tongues. That's a craziest looking thing I've ever seen in my life. I said, my God, I said, his tongue came to attention. He attended to the Holy Spirit. And he started speaking with tongues. And so that's what we talk about. We talk about speaking by divine inspiration. We got to come to attention. We got to come to attention. Amen. Amen. Yes, ma'am. Hello, I'm Pastor David Coleman. I want to give you a personal invitation to come and be with us here at the Harvest Worship Center for this epic event that's coming up. We're going to have Perry Stone for three powerful services that's on October the 28th and 29th here at the Harvest Worship Center, a Saturday and a Sunday, Saturday evening at 7 o'clock, Sunday morning at 10.30 a.m., and then Sunday evening at 6 p.m. You do not want to miss these services with Perry Stone here at the Harvest Worship Center 21 to 25 jeb stewart highway in stewart virginia so come on out and be a part of these powerful services